Welcome to another episode of Based News Network, brought to you by myself, Punk Revolution Now, also known as Kayo, here with Sophie, a.k.a. Joan of Arca. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. Hello. So we have a really extremely groundbreaking week of news, which we will get into. It's going to change the society forever. But first and foremost... I just want to say thanks to everybody who has streamed my song that came out on Friday, Death Drive with Julie by my band Fireman. Um, we've gotten lots of streams already, o- over 2,000 in like two days, basically. So thank you for that. Um, anywho, and if use you use the playlist, this, use the playlist. Go on my Spotify, Soapy, Soapy BO2. Um, I'll, 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 I'll post it later. Um, look at, just look at her, look at the Joan of Arca Instagram story. You'll find it, whatever. You'll probably find it. The, what the point is, let's keep the stand Twitter energy. Let's keep streaming day and I'm night. getting this, I'm getting the stand Twitter treatment and I really love it and appreciate it. So all you have to do is just search it on Spotify, download it, like it, hit follow, play it, listen to it, do the streaming party thing that Sophie does. And with all of that... That's all I have to say for thank you for that. And now, let's talk about the big news. The news that has changed politics in the world forever. I frankly thought this would never happen. We didn't. No one saw this happening. No one, everyone was watching the polls. No one saw this amazing news happen. But it finally happened. While they were Ash, Pokemon going to the polls. Ash, Pokemon goes to the polls because Ash Ketchum is finally... The world champion Pokemon trainer. Yay. After, after 25 seasons of Pokemon. I did not know Pokemon was still going on as a TV show. Oh, I, I thought maybe you were keeping up with it still. I was not. I just saw stuff on, like, I saw headlines saying, Ash Ketchum officially world champion Pokemon trainer. So that's a thing that happened. Uh, yeah, I looked it up. There's been 25 seasons of Pokemon he Ash Ketchum has, let's just say a mixed. Tr- let's say he's a mixed track record of <laughs> basically every season losing. Um, like besides, like I don't know. I guess there's regional Pokemon leagues, and then he was losing all of those, and then he finally won those a few seasons ago, and then he finally became the world champion. Twenty five, twenty five seasons in, he started his Pokemon adventure at ten years old. Um, pretty remarkable. He's still ten today. He's still tented. I don't know about that. I think 25, probably, 25 years later, he's still at 10. I think he's probably 11 at this point. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> let's probably just say, fair. Let's just say it's been a really epic year for Ash Ketchum. In a year. It's been a really epic year. So, anywho, what, what I don't do really think? know. What do you what do think? think? What do I think? Yeah. I think it's a beautiful story of never giving up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is it like nostalgic for you? Like, are you, is, is it satisfying some like feeling inside of you from childhood or? No, for me, the real news, for me, the real news with this item is the fact that the show is still going on was news to me. And the fact that they decided to drag, they, 25, se- 25 seasons. <laughs> imagine, a, imagine a TV show that takes 25 seasons for like the good ending to finally happen. So, I don't know. Yeah. I watched the. I watched. The, did you watch this? Did you watch it, Sophie? The episode? No, I didn't see it. Did you? No, the episode. No, not the episode. Just like the show. Oh, absolutely! I loved the show. You're a big. Did you watch you're a big it? An- I watched the first season, which I liked a lot. 
okay yeah i watched the first season i I, like watched a lot of it like i would yeah i watched it all the time on my like i was a big fan of pokemon i loved the anime more than the game itself both the kind of an anime video game yeah it was it was one of my first like gateways into anime for sure so would you say so by the way for everybody who's listening who doesn't know sophie may or may not be a history major focusing on Japanese history and also be extremely good at speaking Japanese as well. And let's just say it's an unusual circumstance for a a 10-year-old girl to start learning Japanese and then stick with it forever and actually be able to speak Japanese as, as an adult, but that's Sophie... Kind of, kind of. You know what? You know what this reminds me of is it's like it took Sophie twenty five seasons to learn Japanese, <laughs> and Ash Ketchum took twenty five seasons to become the world champion. Aww, that's sweet. So it is. A, it is a sweet story. I loved the video games. I was a big. I was loved the video I games. Like, and I like. I like the video games too. I I had. I only had one. I had Emerald, and I think sometimes my brothers let me play their Pokemon Black game. Mm, but yeah, that's the, the Pokemon Black is definitely reserved for the boys. girls can once in a while take a look at that one pokemon emerald was for girls because it was a gemstone and women have jewelry Mm -hmm. and yep so that one was mine but i do have a story about my pokemon emerald game and if my brothers are listening or my mom frankly um maybe you might you might already know this but one time i had my you know like the cartridges for like the game boy or whatever or yes, like was it or the course. I think I put it into my DS Lite cuz like it was a I was playing it on my like pink DS Lite. Sophie, I've been playing Pokemon since before the the Game Boys even had like a backlight. Yeah, I know. I know. That I'm just I'm just trying to set the scene for you. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Is this about, is this your idea of nostalgic vintage? No, I'm just, I'm just trying, kidding. I'm trolling. I'm, I'm trolling. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just was, I'm just trying to be accurate because this is okay. a news podcast. Okay. Um so in, in my pink DS Lite, I had, you know, the cartridge. I, the cartridge is important to the story. That's why I bring it up. Um, so I left it sitting on the table. Mm. And my brother freaking knocked it off of the table. And the game got freaking corrupted, okay? So I lost all of my progress. I was literally about to beat Wallace in the Elite Four with my freaking epic Blaziken. Mm. And... I was obviously struggling because Wallace is a water water type guy, so, and I didn't level up any of my other Pokemon because I was emotionally attached to my Blaziken, mm-hmm. so I wasn't going to win anyway, probably. I never ended up winning, but I was so angry. I had to start all the all over again. How old From, were you when this happened, do you think? Oh, um, maybe like 12, 13, 12. So at 12 years old, you were already witnessing and having to digest like the feeling of having your entire family killed oh, because God. That's, that's what it feels like to, to lose all your progress in pokemon <laughs> it's like you have you have a family I mean, of six yeah you're right it, especially it, the blaze it hurt and all the progress and the work and the emotions i poured into the game gone because you know the blaziken even though you couldn't talk to him or her they were looking they were looking up at blame. you saying okay even though you couldn't talk to blaziken in real life you know that blaziken loved you 
Oh no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. No, I'm yeah. actually getting kind of emotional now. I'm so- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sophie, Sophie oh. and I have talked about this before. Sophie is a, an emotional Pokemon player where she's not able to progress through the game very fast because she. I feel bad. Emotion- like, do you think I gave up on Blaze? Because okay, because after the story, I tried to beat the game again, got to the same point, and my brother knocked it off again, and I lost my progress for the second time. Again? Yes, again. Twice? Yes. Okay. So wow, it, it it affected me. It was tragic. And now that you say, like, did I give? I don't know. Did I give up on Blaze? I never said you. I never said you gave up on Blaze well, I'm just like, saying. What you if had it's? To- what if like you know how? Okay, so you know how we were watching Free Guy the other day. Yes. Uh oh. Like- <laughs> uh oh. I see where you're going with this already. Like. What if what if Blaziken was had was sentient? Yeah, what if Blaziken was sentient and he wanted me to play the game more and we could bond more and win the game, but then I abandoned him and now he's all alone or he I, died. Well, no, he died. I think no! it, I think I think it's probably a good thing. What? Not no. no, like I'm just saying, like if the Pokemon were sentient, it's probably a good thing that the game was corrupted because I feel like you need to put them out of their misery because their whole life is just spent fighting other pokemon oh god this is not where i was expecting this segment to go but it's this really funny to be, this it's was really supposed funny. to be a wholesome news segment ass ash ass ketchum ass ketchum the way i be catching ass ash ketchum so ash ketchum basically was is, is pikachu st- is, is pikachu still his bff or did pikachu yes. evolve no pikachu i think like ash refuses to evolve pikachu or pikachu refuses to evolve so ash ash kind of sounds like a controlling like partner <laughs> who won't <laughs> let his pikachu evolve i don't think he can let pikachu go but maybe that will happen in the coming episodes or the next season if there's another one i don't know probably not maybe yeah. So the same way you learned how to grieve by losing your Blaziken twice, I learned how to grieve because I used to collect Pokemon cards and I had a lot of Pokemon cards. I did too. I did too. Not as and many I, as you, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe you had more. We don't know. Uh, it's a fe- it's a feminist podcast. No need to assume the boy has more. That's true. Anyways. Uh, and I had two sheets. I would like put the Pokemon cards into like these little plastic sheets. So oh, like, I did that too. The like yeah. binder, and then you have all mm-hmm. the sheets and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I had a bunch of sheets, but there, I had two sheets where it was like my rarest cards would go on these sheets. Okay. Mm. And at one point, one of my two super rare sheets, I just couldn't find it, and I just assumed clumsy old me must have put the sheet somewhere and missed it, and lost it. And now that I'm older. I suspect it's one, either one of two things. One is that my parents sold it. Uh, what? I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they would do that. I think they would probably tell me ahead of time if they're going to sell my Pokemon cards. Uh, I don't think that was it. Were so they what aware I think, of their value? I think so. You know what I mean? Like I, hmm. I would assume that. I, I guess assume, your mom is listening, so maybe she'll she'll. Get I don't. Some I insight. don't think she would do that. I don't think she I would do think, that. It's just. I don't think it's so. just. It's just one. It's just one like plausible theory. Okay. Uh, and the other theory, which I, I I'm pretty sure of, of is at this point is um, uh, I'm pretty sure uh like a, a a friend of mine stole it. I'm pretty sure actually. Uh, that's probably what happened. I think so because I remember 
I remember there one was friend, always that drama going on. Yeah, with I, Pokemon. I, yeah, exactly. There was always Pokemon cards were so addictive and so fun, and everybody was like desperate to have rare ones that it would lead to manipulation, Tears, trading, li- lying, saying, "Oh, I have this rare card. I'll trade you for that rare card," and then you trade, and then your friend actually just gave you a piece of crap card because they, <laughs> you know, because they just are willing to lie. It's like welcome, like welcome. The to earliest capitalism. introduction to capitalism and exactly. trolling. So this one friend of mine was a neighbor of mine, and we were like, "It's always the neighbor. It's always the neighbor." Yeah, always the neighbor. And he came over, and I I I, remember my brothers have similar stories with their neighbors. So yeah, I know it's it's tearing our tearing our society apart. He came over, and he was asking a lot of questions about my Pokemon, and like where, like what, like looking, asking to look at them and stuff. And it was like weird, and it, it kind of has dawned on me now that I'm older that like he 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 probably just stole my Pokemon cards, you know. If you can't trust the person living next door to you, who can you trust at all? I'll tell you who you can trust. Joe Biden and the Democratic Party getting together. We're all all the, the American people getting together on Tuesday. Everybody listened to the Base News Network podcast last episode and heard our call to vote. And all the Zoomers who listened to our podcast... You showed us that you really care about saving America, and you went and voted, and the Democrats have saved the Senate. So that is who you can trust, is American, is Joe Biden. <laughs> and that's our that's our second news segment, is that the Thank midterms. Thank you, Kyle. That was great. That was awesome. Yeah, the midterms. The, were the, I guess they weren't so mid. They were long. not so mid. So... I don't feel like I need to, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to go over redundant information here because I'm sure everyone has seen a lot of headlines about it. But long story short, before the midterms, the expectation, and this is the, this is the very normal expectation, was that the Republicans were going to win big time. It was going to be a bloodbath for the Democrats. That's just usually how it goes. When Obama had his first, first midterms, the Republicans won a lot. When Trump had his first midterms, the Democrats won a lot. Just kind of how it goes. And obviously we have inflation and lots of nasty stuff going on that might make people mad at Joe Biden. Joe Biden literally has a very low approval rating. It's basically the perfect storm for the Republicans to win big time and for Democrats to lose the Senate and House of Representatives. And breaking news, the Democrats, as of now, we know for sure, have 100% locked down the majority in the Senate going against all odds, some of the best performance in a midterm ever by Epic Biden. And Joe Biden is punk now, we all know. And we don't know if they've won the House of Rep- uh, House of Representatives yet, but they're probably going to lose because it's just it's, it'd be insane if they won, but it looks like it's going to be close, close enough that it's a small a small loss that they can they can kind of deal with. So, as I was saying, this is a truly epic win for the Democratic Party and for the Base News Network because the Base News Network is happy to announce we are teaming up with the Democratic Party to bring you news going forward. (laughs) Yeah, this is sponsored by... Well, actually, no, we're independent. We're independent. We're independent news. We're we're affiliated with the liberals. Yeah, we're, we're, we're independent thinkers who are working for the Democratic Party. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but seriously though, I just want to spell this out because I feel like I just want to make it clear in very boring technical terms why 
the Democrats holding on to the Senate is a big deal. All right, what, what's the difference between 49-51, they're down one seat with the Republicans winning the Senate, versus 50-50 with the Democrats holding on to the Senate? Because it's like, you know, they're, they're already hardly able to pass any legislation right now with the, with the 50-50 with, you know, Joe Manchin. What's the difference? Is, you know, why, you know, and the, there's actually a really big difference here, which is the judicial system. The judges. We, we, we all know by now that you need this the Senate to, to approve of a Supreme Court judge. We all know that. We saw Trump pass three Supreme Court judges, which is why we don't have Roe versus Wade. And But a lot of people don't understand is that there's actually a lot of lower-level judges that the Senate needs to approve in order for that judge seat to be filled. So what basically happened, a little political history lesson here, because I think this is really interesting. I don't think a lot of people know this. When Obama was president and the Republicans took the Senate, the Republicans did not let a single vacancy in the judicial system get filled. Not only just the Supreme Court, but many, 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 many more, like tons more at the lower level of the judicial system. All right. So there's just lots of vacancies piling up that the Democrats couldn't fill up because the Republicans wouldn't let them. Then Trump is pr- becomes president, and in those four years that Trump is president, they just stack the judicial, judici- judicial system with a ton of conservative judges. So right now, America's judicial system is like super, super, super right-wing. And since Joe Biden has taken presidency with the, with the Democrats controlling the Senate— it's finally somewhat starting to swing back towards the center. You know, it's still very right wing. Um, but basically, long story short, is now that they, the Democrats hold the Senate still, whatever you think about how broken our system is, no matter how radical your politics are, you need to understand that judges, the difference between a conservative judge and the difference between a liberal judge is the difference between someone going to jail for having some pot versus a judge saying, why the hell are we... Why the hell are we putting this person in jail for, for smoking pot? Why are we filling up our prisons? If you're someone who do, who's concerned about our prison system being packed with lots of people for no good reason, you're concerned that we are, I mean, it doesn't take that much to take a look and see how broken our, our criminal justice system is. The, and this is stuff that's impacting, obviously, poor people the hardest and, and people of color the hardest. Then no matter where you are on your, uh, uh, wherever you are in the left-wing spectrum, if you're someone who believes that Democrats and Republicans are the same, it doesn't matter who controls the, the Senate. This is a very tangible, huge, like, tangible, impacting the daily lives of millions of people, epic win. So now you know this is a win. Judicial system is very far right right now. It's going to be slightly a little bit coming back to the center because of the base news network and our podcast Voting we told Democrat. the world that the queen had died, and now this. So let's just what say... Else, what more do you guys want, honestly? Ash, okay, so let me, let me just get this straight. Ash Ketchum became world champion, and the Democrats had a good midterms in the same week of news? He's soy-facing really hard. Let's just say... Let's just say this is the best week of news of all We've time. We've had so far, honestly. Yes, this is freaking. I think epic. so. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It's been. A, I feel like it's just the news is just always. It non-stop. could be so much worse than it is. It could be so much worse. Yes, exactly. And look, I'm not. You know, I I know people are going to reply to me saying, 
It's not punk. It's not punk of you to acknowledge that Democrats winning have good consequences. Look, this is Base News Network. We speak the truth, all right? I'm not going to lie and tell you it doesn't matter who wins the Senate when it has a big impact on the lives of hundreds of thousands and millions of people. I'm telling you the truth. It makes a difference. And look, the midterms, the Democrats won, had a historically amazing midterm. You know why? Because Gen Z came out and vote. You know what, you know what happens next? Now the Democrats are going to know, wow, we need the Gen Z to freaking win, and they actually will vote for us and win. Maybe we should do more epic things like cancel student debt, which Joe Biden is trying, which I Joe Biden so. kind of did. I know, he did. And then, oh, speaking of, speaking of the differences that judges make, the stu- you know, $10,000 of student debt was canceled for every student, and it was blocked by a conservative judge. So yes, epic. It makes a freaking, it makes it going back to the importance of controlling the Senate. It makes a difference. Vote. You got look. Go vote. I had. I, I want to get my student debt canceled. So go fucking vote. Whoa. I've never seen you. I punk revolution now just swore on the podcast. I'm gonna beep it out. <laughs> I'll beep it out. Okay. Don't worry, guys. I, I, don't worry. I didn't. I didn't cuss. <laughs> I said. I said fudging. Okay. And you can't Maybe tell. Maybe I misheard. I I'm it. sorry. You misheard it. Anyways, okay. what were you saying? Well, I was just curious if you wanted to talk a little bit about the Katy Perry thing. I have some thoughts. I have but, some thoughts too. Okay. You can. You can start. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, so katie perry posted a picture of herself voting for rick caruso for for mayor of los angeles on election day it's like a selfie of her smiling and on the because i guess in la you vote on a computer screen so us us flyover states don't get that i guess but anyway um she she was voting and she had like rick caruso selected as her choice and a bunch of people started getting angry with her on Twitter because Rick Caruso used to be a registered Republican and only very recently uh, changed to non like non party affiliated and then changed to a registered Democrat and he was he I mean both of the candidates were Democrats according to like on paper you know um, but some people accused. Katy Perry of essentially voting Republican and voting for an anti-choice businessman. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. this guy's a this guy's a billionaire, a billionaire, a realist, a billionaire from real estate who decided to get involved in politics and switch parties because he doesn't care what party he's in because he just wants to win. Does this sound familiar? It does. It does. That's that is who this guy Rick caruso is and you know what's sad too so yeah he he's pretty much like a cent i mean he's like a i don't know where he used to be a republican now he's a democrat i think he just basically doesn't have any values and will say whatever he needs to win he almost won uh he he kind of has like kind of populist rhetoric also similar to trump but he's really interested in ending homelessness which i find is kind of funny because he is a real estate developer i feel like those i mean it's interesting uh, maybe he has noble intentions. I just, I've yet to be proven right. <laughs> you so, know what so I mean? So the thing is, the thing is, is like he did get a lot of endorsements, not just from Katy Perry, but it seems like for whatever reason. Gwyneth Paltrow, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Scooter, our favorite Scooter Braun. Yeah. Um, and also the, the that guy from the, the Young Turks. 
the, you know, the Young Turks. It's like that, yes, like, yes, yeah. Really? For whatever reason, for whatever reason, he endorsed this guy. Basically, his 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 framing was like the current mayor is just like a democratic establishment politician, which is true, no doubt about it. Just a run of the mill establishment Democrat, uh, and this guy is like looking to shake things up. But like, look how that it, went. I mean, the thing is, is like this guy is literally just a billionaire who doesn't stand for anything. I don't think. Like, yeah, I don't think he has like. I don't think his plans align with your plans or like just because he's not establishment. That doesn't that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, it's it's very it's actually it's very I mean look, look. If if this guy's I mean look, if Elon Musk endorses this guy then he's bad. That's just it's just that's it. That's look, I know it's a dumb way of thinking about it. like if you're going to be if you're going to think about it like oh he's anti-establishment then he's good. I'm going to say, do you really think that Elon Musk, the richest man in the world is going to be endorsing someone who's genuinely anti-establishment? No, obviously not. He's he's just a he's just a he's just a dude who wants he just wants to be famous like Trump. Exactly, so and you have to question it if like all of these Hollywood elite people are voting for him too. Yeah, so it's really it's really frustrating. Not to sound um, like a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, sus. I don't know. I mean, if he's really he he really values like ending homelessness and all of his. I don't know. It's just funny because like he's this built like really wealthy guy who's a real estate dude, and all of his like celebrity endorsers are like extremely wealthy. Also, it just feels like I don't know. There are all these like super really super 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 wealthy people saying that like we we need to you know clean up our streets and solve yeah. homelessness. I mean, he, did, he, he did a good job. He he came really close to you know, and I I I, I also find homelessness just repulsive the way that we could yeah. house everybody and we just don't and that's great good i'm happy but like yeah like you're saying if he has that clout you know what i mean like he could use his clout to like lobby for building more housing to end home and building like cheap like he could he but could was much, he going to do that is the question like he should, or, yeah, he, he, yeah. You could you could have already helped address the homelessness homelessness without issues running for mayor without running for mayor like he could he's he literally has the he money. literally control he controls like the real estate in this like he's the dude it's like it's like almost like if the CEO of Nestle was running to like give like free people water as president it's like why the fuck are you running for president why don't you just do it yeah that's a good point and I also wonder if if he's like controlling real estate in LA these like rich Hollywood like Laurel Canyon people probably like have worked with this guy or like know of him I don't know I actually don't no, know no 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 wait 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 hold up no it's true I mean I I honestly think what he probably did is like he's super rich lives in LA he probably he's probably he probably is the fucking landlord of these people he probably is exactly Katie that's landlord. what I was trying to say you know I mean? he probably goes around to these parties shakes their hands and like he, he literally just went from influencer to influencer asking for endorsements, and that's what he got, and he got pretty far from it. Uh, but no, I actually, you know what? I want to reword what I said. I don't even need to use the Nest the Nestle water bottle company example because this is literally, literally, literally a landlord running on the platform of ending homelessness. That's what I was trying to say. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ins- the optics it's, it's are insane. But yes. I want, I do want to like kind of say this is like, it is interesting. Like, people on Twitter were saying, Katie, like, you're voting for this anti choice candidate. 
and that's extremely irresponsible and you claim to be liberal, you claim to care about women's reproductive health and rights, etc., etc. And when I was I was going on his campaign website and it says like he claims that he stands with a woman's right to choose and that he's pro-choice, blah blah blah. So I found I did find it interesting how people were saying that this guy is um like a lot of the people who were angry were basically saying, Katie, you're voting for someone who wants to get rid of abortion. Like that's extremely irresponsible. Even though his like on his campaign website he states that that's he he wants to advocate for choice, blah blah blah. But I will say I actually like highly doubt he even cares that much about like I don't think he stands for anything. So I understand the concern, but I don't know. It seems like there was a little bit of misinformation, just a little bit. Even though I dislike this guy, he sucks. No, he's he's yeah. I, I agree. It's definitely like he's pretty transparently. First, I mean, he's he's he just seems like any other politician in, in like California, which is just like you know a, a sleaze bag. I feel like all California politicians are sleaze bags. And he's no different, which is whatever. He's using like anti-establishment rhetoric, which is enough to convince people he's not a sleazebag, even though you look at his list of endorsements and his like career history and you know he's a sleazebag. The but establishment anywho, is the is endorsing him though, is the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree though, like this always happens. Like you see a picture of Katy Perry and then all of a sudden it's trending on Twitter that she's voting for a Republican. Even though it's actually a Democrat, he there used to are, be a Republican. There are ways. There are ways to. There are valid reasons to criticize her for for advocating for this guy, but yeah, the people who are doing it are literally just they're spreading misinformation. They're in. I mean, not exactly spreading misinformation, but a lot of people say he's she's voting Republican. Well, technically, he's not a Republican anymore, but that doesn't mean that his values don't align with. Republican values, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, if you need, if you want to become mayor of LA or win any, yeah, you can't be a Republican. Republican. You ha- you have to you have to be pro-choice. Like he, I mean, he maybe maybe like deep down in his heart, he is pro-life. People you know? are saying like this is the anti-choice candidate, even though he states that he's not. And he like he is un- unequivoc- unequivocally for women's reproductive rights. That being said, I don't actually believe he cares about that at all. But, I mean, it's not like he was running as the anti-choice Republican candidate. He simply wasn't. He was probably lying about his beliefs to get elected. I'm sure, I I, I seriously doubt he has progressive values, um, and I doubt he cares about women's rights. So, I mean, beyond just getting elected. So, I don't know. It kind of bothers me. It's because, like, there are valid, valid reasons to criticize this man. But you can do it without spreading like without lies lying. it's it's not exactly yeah. a lie yeah no it's, they it's, should it's be not like exactly lie. they should just, just be it, saying katie why are you just, voting for this guy he seems like a douchebag and yeah, he exactly. doesn't stand for anything and why are you voting for a landlord <laughs> exactly that's what you should be saying i don't know i yeah. just i wish people were a little more like Careful. Be a little bit more cautious. When you see someone on Twitter say something about someone, please just do a quick Google because that person on Twitter. Not because I like wrong. this guy. I don't like this guy, and I don't think he's like. Look, we're liberal. based news network. We're based on facts. So when we see something that's a little bit incorrect on Twitter, we want you to we want you to stop. 
And we're not even, I'm not even kidding about that. But no, also, I'm serious. Sophie, also, we should, um, you know, if you, if, with all the Instagram followers you have, Mm-hmm. We we sh- we 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 should we should see if we can get to this get to one of these parties this guy is throwing. You know what I mean? Oh, because like this guy is clearly like he clearly is just all these celebrities endorsing him. Like he's he's going to some cool parties I think in L.A. So maybe we can maybe we can talk to to your cousin about that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll arrange it. We'll get we'll, into the Hollywood elite party. And we're gonna see what's we're up. gonna yeah we're gonna be, let's just say a year from now after doing a little bit of investigative journalism. We're gonna have some Inve- a lot yes, nicer. Yes, definitely investigative. We're gonna have some a lot nicer things to say about this guy after we, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, he's actually really. He's, he's actually really, kind of cool. Like he. He's actually cool. He he helped us get a get a house in Malibu. So. Yeah, he gave us a really nice deal on our at our, uh, our epic our house. House. So thank you, Rick. I know you're listening. So, yeah, that's kind of I just wanted to share that anecdote because I thought it was interesting because at first glance, you're like, wow, like Katy Perry's voting Republican. That's kind of weird. Like you wouldn't guess that. But then you look into it and know she's technically not. She is technically that's the best kind of not is she's technically technically he is a Democrat. But is he a Democrat? And like, is a Democrat even good? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's all bullshit. Like. It's all bull crud. Yeah, but sorry, we bull have crud. some good we have some good news. Yeah, so also Rick Caruso's looks like he's going to lose, so it doesn't matter. And also, speaking of D-bags losing, mm. as someone who grew up around Philly, I am so freaking happy about Dr. Oz losing. Yeah. And John Fetterman winning cuz I thought for sure I thought for sure Dr. Oz was going to win. I did, I didn't even think it was possible for John Fetterman to, to I remember Kaya when I kind of watched the debate and yeah and uh john fetterman just had a stroke right yeah he had a stroke six months ago he's still healing from it and i watched literally we watched like two minutes of the debate and i was like i can't i can't watch it i was like oh god he's gonna lose yeah yeah i was like there's no way he could hardly get a sentence out okay and dr oz even though he's just a he's a, a, a scumbag he he, he reminds me of rick caruso honestly based on what i've heard yeah, well, the thing is, is Dr. Oz, he spends all his time on TV talking about bullshit, about, like, selling you bullcrap. So he knows how to have a debate, because that's what a debate is, is just talking, like, charismatically on TV. And then you have someone who just recovered from a stroke who can't get a sentence out. This is and not they were a fair already, match. And they're already close in the polls, and the polls lately have been, you know, kind of underestimating how well Republicans do. And I'm just like... Well, frick, it looks like John Fetterman, who's a super chill, really nice guy, endorsed Bernie, progressive, chill guy. It looks like he's about to lose to literally Dr. Oz, who is basically Donald Trump, but possibly even worse because at least Dr. I mean, Dr. Trump, Donald Trump is at least kind of funny, while Dr. Oz is all the scumbaggery of Trump without the same level of humor. Agreed. I'm glad. I I like John Fetterman based on like, very superficial reasons because I I was talking to Kyle about this earlier how Republicans like to characterize progressives as being non-masculine or sort of weak I guess the stroke makes him seem even more weak and unfit to rule oh god rule is that the right word (laughs) unfit to to um to rule the kingdom of Philadelphia (laughs) unfit to unfit to serve as a 
as a senator, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think so. I think so. I think if people don't know what a senator does, what they, all they do is just vote on stuff. So you really don't need to be able to like talk publicly like on, and debate well. But people who vote, they don't know that shit. They just see someone who's struggling to, to talk and they think, oh, man, maybe this guy's not going to be able to do the job. You know? Yeah. So was but con- I also that find that, um, I don't know, like conservatives like to emasculate progressives. So yeah, it yeah. was not that obviously being feminine and or non-masculine is epic af i'm a woman so like i obviously support that but it is interesting to see a progressive who is so openly like he's such a dude he's such a man he's he's, he's gigantic he's so tall and masculine oh god i know i sound yeah. like a weirdo right now i that's not what i mean no, i just don't. mean like no, he's completely don't. contradicting stereotypes no. about progressive men which is interesting it's cool to like because i think yeah. i think unfortunately what voters care about a lot and history has proven this like they care a lot about appearance yeah and yeah. i have a feeling that people saw this guy and like wow he's like he's so masculine and tough and yeah you know like dr oz is, doesn't compare i'm gonna vote for this guy you know like J, a jfk yeah. um it's really sad it's sad because the thing is is like th- it's, lots of people, it's terrible they, lots of people when they vote they're voting because they're social conservatives who don't want like what they what they visualize to be as like progressive non-white america to win so with the john fetterman formula what you have is the progressive agenda in like a masculine package right. so you ha- it's a you're, strategy, you're, but it's a, it's sad that this is the strategy that we need in order sad. to win. It's sad. Why that's, can't that's a feminine? Why can't a feminine man? Why can't like a woman succeed? Yeah, it I sucks. will say though, you know, but one thing I do think is kind of epic though is like, and I think this was what what John Fetterman was going for. I didn't think it was he was going to pull it off, but maybe he did. Was like the fact that he decided to like even debate even though he was recovering from a stroke and even though he was debating made a him TV sympathetic. personality it just was like the ultimate chad mood move it like, was not was only a- chad but also sympathetic at the same time yeah yeah so Noble. i don't know like i completely agree i wish that we didn't have to like think about these very superficial formulas of like ooh how do we how do we you know not scare off the the misogynist racists into running to vote for republican how do we you know why why you know it's so it's annoying i wish we could just like yeah i mean his john fetterman's policies is not any different really from you know a lot of other democrats but you it's it's just like you you have to play these mind games to win and he won so we'll see if other if other democrats try to hop on board with this kind of strategy and he seems really nice like he seems really really a gentle giant he's a gent he's a gentle giant who doesn't love a gentle giant? Yes, that's what you are. Just kidding. Am I? I have a gentle giant belly. Aww. I, I, I am not a gentle giant, but I have a gentle I, giant he's, belly. He's actually, no, don't worry. No, Kyle's a Chad. I, what I meant by gentle giant is that he's punk. And mm. being punk is kind of like, you know, sticking it to the man and being progressive and being cool and edgy but you're also a male feminist you're gentle you know you're kind i'm giant so you're you're giant because you're 
You're super tall. I'm giant. I have a giant belly. <laughs> I've got a gentle giant Welp. belly. Welp. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. So he's a gentle giant in a good way. I mean, like, I think it's sweet. So Yes. Well, do you want to move yes. on to the next item on the agenda? I would love to. All righty. Well, why don't you take it away? Because it involves some weirdo that you know about and I don't. Oh, thank you. Well, um, yeah, you know, you're right. You prefaced it perfectly. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ollie London. So Ollie London and I have history. Really? We we do. We do have history. It is a parasocial history, but it is a history nonetheless. So one of my favorite things to say and one of my favorite videos of all time, and I believe this was on Dr. Phil. It's a person saying, no, it's true. It's true. And I say that all the time. Isn't that right, Kyle? I say that you a lot. Say that, no, you do, you do say that a lot. So that is an iconic Stan Twitter video. And I remember watching it and I was like, wow, this woman, this woman, this video literally changed my life. Like, this is what I, this is how I talk. Like, this is my favorite thing to say. It's, it, yeah, it's my favorite thing to say. No, it's true. It's true. I say it every day. Then I realized, I, I think I posted that meme. I was like, this woman changed my life. Someone commented, this is Ollie London. This is not an old woman. This is Ollie London. And I was like, what? The, you mean the insane guy who tried, is, claims to be transracial to become a K-pop star? Or like, what? So wait. And wait, can you just... I, so the... Wait, can you just tell tell can you just tell me who this person is? Like you said he's a okay, transracial. So, yes, so Ollie London is well, I guess formerly now. Um I didn't even know that he was uh, uh I didn't know that he was living as like a trans woman for a little bit. Um that's that I think that was pretty recent, but now of course he's retracted that. Um but he became famous as a uh, he, he's a he's a british white man but he loves k-pop he loves korean culture and he decided like in my heart i like i love the korean people i think i'm korean so he got a series of plastic surgeries so that he could look korean um i think he was modeling his face off of jimin from bts and essentially he dresses up like a k-pop star he does his makeup like a k-pop star his hair he he's gotten a bunch of surgeries to look korean and i mean despite that he does not he looks he just looks like he's botched he doesn't really i mean he doesn't it hasn't succeeded really so that's what he's known for and he's obviously he's been memed a lot because that's like a walking meme so wait he's he's literally just rachel it's like rachel rachel dole how do you say that rachel dole whatever yeah exactly something else now i think but anyways wait so this guy is literally just famous for like having surgery because he wants to look korean yes but he's gone but he's like a quote-unquote influencer Mm. I wouldn't influence? say he's like I wouldn't say like people like most people hate him but they hate follow him mm-hmm. so yeah. he has a hate following cool yeah <laughs> cool epic. right awesome. so he's done a lot of interviews you know like how snapchat stories always have like those people are like I'm blah 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 like yeah, yeah. like those weird stories like he's done a ton of those like 
So he he claimed to be a, a transracial person. But I guess recently what I've learned is that he was also identifying as a trans woman. I had no idea about that. And I think it was for a brief time. But anyway, the reason, you know, like I love the nar it's true it's true video and i literally thought i was an old woman in that video because of how insane he looked but this is this is an old video this is from like several several years ago his plastic surgery to look like a korean man is so botched that i thought he was an old woman like old british woman hmm. so anyway this is uh, that's I, my connection to ollie london yeah okay and but then, that's but that's not the news no the news the news is that he now claims that he's detransitioning from both things. So he's tra- detransitioning from being a woman and he's detransitioning from being Korean to to British again. And he's going on Tucker Carlson. He's going like on all these like conservative talk shows. The Daily Mail, to, of course. Yep. Writing to, about it. To comment and criticize the 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 government for... Um, giving hormones to young children and like promoting the trans agenda, etc. And I think it's absolutely abhorrent because this is no person, this is no candidate to represent the trans community. This person is a grifter and just wants attention. I think that he wanted fame, so he got all this plastic surgery to try to look Korean. Just based on the amount of interviews he's done, he is always... He always is looking for clout and attention. He's always doing these controversial things for attention. And I think that this is no different. I think that now he realizes he's kind of slipping into irrelevancy. And the way to like b- bounce back is to become a, a conservative pundit, you know, like. Yeah, that's, the, that's the easiest, easiest way to make money ever is just become yes. a conservative pundit. Yeah, no, so now he's really so now he's advocating for anti-trans rights when I'm pretty sure he he didn't live as a trans woman for that long. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure. Um, but his main for for years, his only trans identity that he had was being a transracial Korean person, which is obviously illegitimate and not what trans people are. And he's basically saying, like, the mayor, the, 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 the government, like, like brainwashed me into and i think he was commenting on the american government he's not even american um like the government like brainwashed me the schools brainwashed me into becoming a trans person and he was not even in school like he wasn't he did not go on hormones as a child like he has he has no connection to like the trans experience beyond living as a trans woman for a while like oh, you know what i mean this is and now he's disgusting. out here advocating for like no like trans kids should not be getting hormones when that is absolutely not his experience this whatsoever dude. you are not a representation oh now you're going out here and acting like transracial is a thing and that like that's what people are pushing for in schools like absolutely not you're disgusting you just want clout you just want attention and you're doing it at the expense of young people who are extremely vulnerable mentally. You know what I mean? Like this is I no. think this is absolutely abhorrent. It's it's in, it's insane. He's he literally Okay, so I don't even know how to put like there's vir- virtually like no Okay. I yeah, no. There are no there's no such thing as being transracial. It's not it's period. not it's just he is using his 
phony experience of being a trans person, which I think, I honestly think it was just completely for attention. I think, I don't, I don't think, I think that, I think that, that who's to say, who's to say if he really did believe he was a trans woman, that's none of my business. I don't really know. But all is, all I can say is that the transracial thing is complete bullshit and is extremely offensive. Basically no trans people, no, no trans people become trans for attention. It just doesn't happen. Besides, once in a blue moon, some fucking sociopath like Ollie London. Like, I think, I think Ollie London is sociopathic enough that he would lie about being trans for attention. It's possible, but I, I don't want to speak on that because I don't really know. But I, I think it's, I think regardless if he really did believe he was trans, a trans woman or not, it doesn't matter because what he's doing now is he's using his platform to antagonize like young vulnerable people and he's sending the message to, like tucker carlson or whatever like all those people who watch the shows that like the american government and in, in the american schools are transing kids and making them want to take hormones as a child when his experience reflects nothing of that and he's also kind of implying that the American schools are pushing people to be transracial. He's using and he's using his awful life, his awful horrible life, to comment on experience as, he really doesn't have. He's using his life as an example of like, <laughs> I mean, there's it's just like it's unbelievable. Like, I, it's hard to. He's literally using his phony ass life as a data point for why conservatives should be concerned about trans people even though his whole life is a phony bogus bullshit that shouldn't be he used. did all of that so he did everything on his own no one is responsible for what he did no no progressive is advocating for being transracial i th yeah i mean i think it's totally safe to go out, out on a limb and like i know you 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 don't feel comfortable saying it but like if someone is like getting a ton of surgery so they can look korean like I think their entire <laughs> trans experience. Yeah, is a I, I know what you mean. I mean, it's really not for me to say, but I, I, you know, you have to be a little bit suspicious when you're you're able to go like and like go back around. Not once you realize that that's not profitable for you anymore. Uh, now you're going to become a detransitioner advocate and basically say like that y you're using your clout and you're using your past experience of grifting to hurt actual trans people and children yeah, it's it's like it's it's disgusting it's, it's like I can't, this guy is a complete fraud it's impossible it's really hard for me to even think of like like it's like it's it's like okay i'm, I'm gonna use a <laughs> i'm gonna use like i don't know i can't i can't even think of a similar example but yes it's really disturbing that like he's uh, yeah he's not a representation of the trans community please he's not please i really i know like please everybody please turn off the tv like it's really scary to think people are consuming this information and thinking this is like a valid like example of what like being trans is when it's like literally just a and and he, he's saying that like american schools are are the are pushing this agenda when i'm he's literally british and he wasn't he didn't start going on hormones till like way into adulthood. 
if anything, I don't really know. I actually don't know about his his experience living as a trans woman or whatever. I'm mostly focused on his quote unquote transracial past, which tra- being transracial is the most like fucked up thing. Like it's 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 obviously it's obviously he's doing it for attention, but it's also just like racist. <laughs> it's really racist. Yeah, it's very um yeah, it's like he did a racist thing, and now he's using the fact that he was racist as evidence why and blaming it on liberals and blaming it on like trans people and like it's like it's 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 unfathomable unfathomable how how like evil it you is. can just tell that he's a grifter. He's he he knows he's not relevant. This is what he's gonna do now. I will say I am disappointed because I love the "Nor It's True It's True" video. That's like one of my favorite videos of all time, and I won't stop using that video. But this guy's an idiot. Don't listen to him. I I doubt anyone listening to this podcast is a fan of Ollie London. But I just want to say that it's really scary that this like detransitioner rhetoric is kind of increasing in the public sphere. It's very depressing. It's very depressing. Detransitioning is okay, and there's nothing wrong with detransitioning. But if you're gonna use your experience as a detransitioner to actively advocate for a c- oppression of trans people and especially trans children who for example who f- are like really vulnerable to s- to suicide and self-harm etc depression anxiety blah 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 if you're using your specific experience to cause harm to young vulnerable people who are already who already have so much going against them that's just sick it's sick there are, but the, I will say there are a lot of detransitioners who are completely pro-trans well, who support well, trans people. I, I think one little th- thing that's important to know here, though, is that he came out as a trans woman um, only a few months ago. Okay, yeah, exactly. So like he he was trans. It's like a psyop. He was like I don't want to I don't want to comment on anyone's trans identity, but if you're act if you claim to be a trans Korean person like a transracial person, I have to like question you. Yeah, like he went years and years identifying as a transracial person. A few months ago, he comes out as a trans woman, and then a few months later, he he reverts all of that and uses uses his few months as a trans woman to try to conflate his phony experience as transracial with being a trans woman it's transparent what is going on here other actual trans women so and look i don't yeah no sophie's right maybe maybe there were a few months there where where this guy really believed he was a trans woman it's for me i just think like no if you're if like this is like just i think he's a sociopath i think if you're getting what matters what matters is that what he's doing is absolutely disgusting yes yes anyways sorry i just i'm very passionate no 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 you're right i i did not real like i knew you 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 wanted to talk about this like okay this looks weird we'll talk and then now that you spell it all out i like it's infuriating like it's literally like it's like i this pisses me off so so much that i can't even like like it, it makes me so angry that oh that like people are out here doing this and people are eating it up it's like God, like trans kids, like trans children are already suffering so much. You really need to do more. It just sucks. Like, stop targeting the most like vulnerable. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's like pop c- yeah. community. Anyways, I don't want to. Let's let's move on because I'm like enraged. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, it sucks. 
don't fall for the bullshit. I don't, yeah, don't fall for it. It's very sad. It's very sad. Um, Anywho, anywho, anywho is our new word. Oh, wow. We have a lot to keep talking about. We've been talking a long time, but what do you want to do, Kayo? Um... Let's just we'll Make just get a longer episode. Well, let's just we'll just do a, let's just talk about the Twitter verification thing for a minute, and then we'll okay. and then we'll we'll go into the. We just have a little bit of a Twitter update. Yeah, because we've been talking about Twitter a lot. I don't think we need to give too much details here. Uh, basically, Elon Musk unraveled his plan. You pay eight dollars a month. You get to get the verification check mark, and the most obvious thing anyone stupidest thing ever. Everyone saw this coming. What happened is a ton of brands and celebrities you know just got tons of impersonators and lots and lots of politicians celebrities brands. and they said they said really funny stuff said really funny stuff posing as those brands yeah it was random and it actually affect it actually affected the market right um i think it did i mean i i don't know it's it's hard to, i haven't i didn't research this like i know stocks kind of are sensitive yeah, I think, like but... the the um like lockheed and martin right the weapon that's like that's a weapons company right yeah yeah so what i do know so they they went down yeah apparently and what i do know for sure is that like tesla's stock specifically um went down like like a lot like um i don't even know how much like 10 percent or something like that it really dipped a lot uh because tesla's stock value is very much tied up with how people perceive um like elon musk like a lot of people think that tesla is going to be a very successful company in the future because the because elon musk is a genius who's going to make it really successful and this incredibly like stupid poorly thought out twitter plan fell so flat and is just so obvious how stupid it was i think that illusion of elon musk being a genius has kind of withered away a little bit and like he's losing money from it both with twitter and with Tesla, so and yes, I, I'd imagine too if you have a brand, if you have a Twitter, a tweet that goes viral, talking about how a certain brand committed war crimes or something like that, I'd imagine that would, yeah. So it's funny. It's super funny for me, just like sitting in the sidelines. It but, is funny. It is um, funny. It's it's sh- it's shocking. It's shocking. But it's obvious that advertisers are not going to want to be on Twitter if this is the environment that elon musk is fostering right so i mean everyone saw this coming like we all knew this was gonna happen advertisers are not cool with being on a a website that is not moderated yeah and they don't want to be impersonated so it was obvious so twitter twitter blue got shut down basically like within a day right yeah i I don't know how long i think it was like a couple days and then twitter blue is now shut down you can't you can't get the service anymore it was an epic fail I saw uh, recently Senator Ed Markey, who's a senator, tweeted saying a, a journalist in the Washington Post, just to like prove how stupid this is, made a Senator Markey impersonation account and got the blue check mark and convinced people that it was actually him. And the senator got mad about it and said, Elon Musk, you have to explain yourself, like what's going on here. And then Elon Musk literally today replied to the senator saying, maybe you should, maybe your Twitter account shouldn't be so easy to parody. That was like his. Rep- Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. So like Elon Musk is. He's getting into Trump territory. He's getting. He's getting point. into Trump territory. He's he's grappling between like his his business decisions of wanting to keep advertisers on, but then his own ego and his own fr- like fragile, 
like not able to take criticism is like getting in the way and instead he just can't stop like forcing bad Twitter policies down people's throats and and tweeting offensive dumb like it's humiliating i hope that i hope that he gets owned and i hope that twitter goes back to normal i don't think his i don't think his reputation will ever recover from this i think it's permanently no i think it's clear as day he's like it's i think even conservatives are just like this is stupid yeah because conservatives were like yay he's gonna come in and 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 make free speech happen and then like nothing changes besides the fact that people can impersonate other people now and like (laughs) and we're already having a crisis with misinformation yeah do we really need to amp it up a hundredfold you know what i mean and elon musk is one of the people spreading misinformation you know he was like saying oh did you know insulin is actually a lot more expensive because insulin has gotten to be better quality he got fact checked on his own and he got fact checked like actually insulin is really expensive in america when it's not as expensive anywhere else and it's not about like insulin and he was trying to say insulin quality has gotten better it's like no it's just they've They've gotten the the companies have gotten better at finding ways to increase their prices and get away with it, which is different. So he's a dunce. He got owned. Uh, let me think. What else is there to say about? We this? all saw this coming. We all saw this coming. Um, I didn't get to do my scheme of doing the blue the, the blue check mark thing to pretend to be Anthony Fantano to pr- promote my music because it because the, the the feature like collapsed so rapidly. Um, which is kind of kind of funny. Maybe maybe it was for the best. It was probably for the best. Maybe if maybe if uh, if I pretended to be Anthony Fantano and said I liked the song, people were like, oh, you might have you might have gotten your account taken down. Yeah, that's that's actually a great point because lots of people did. I think H three H three got their accounts. Yeah, H three H H three H three is like the millennial version of us. They're the they're they got the, taken down. They're the the establishment version of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, it's really not fair for them though, because like they did what everyone else was doing, which was buying the checkmark feature and then impersonating others, and then like and I'm surprised like H three H three is huge. Yeah, it was just I don't know. I think it's pretty. You'd clear. You'd think you'd want these important people on your platform, but you don't care. Well, it's well, they're they're left wing, you know. Like I think it's I think it's they safe are to left say, wing, but they bring a. I'm sure they like, bring a lot of engagement on Twitter. I don't. Yeah, I. I'm sure they Maybe do. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. know. I. It's hard to like. I think Elon Musk at this point is just going into. I don't know. I. He, it's like he needs to. Get, I think he needs to get checked into like. I a want hospital. to climb inside of his brain. He's having a mental breakdown. He's lying. He's lying. He's saying Twitter is the most. Imagine. Active. Imagine if wom- a woman was doing this. Like oh. not to make it this about misogyny no, 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 no. for no reason. That is a valid like, point. A woman would be called like be called like absolutely hysterical. So if, so like, I want to just give a, you know an example. Uh, a few several years ago, maybe back in like mid two thousand tens, the CEO of Reddit, who is a woman, uh, like ever so slightly increased the cotter, uh, content moderation policies. They were still looser than they were today, but back then Reddit was like super super loose, and it was like slightly increased a bit. And then like all over Reddit was like literally just like a ton of like swastikas on the front page of Reddit calling the new the new CEO who was a woman like a Nazi for making like Reddit more strict and stuff and like it was it was absurd and insane like really childish <laughs> like it, you know but like the thing is is like what Elon Musk is doing to Twitter is a thousand times worse than what that CEO did to Reddit and People are still def- like still. There's people still like like I don't def- really care. Like I don't really care about these like CEOs or whatever and like misogyny on that level. But 
it is interesting just to, as a thought experiment like what if this were a woman like there's just no way that this would fly <laughs> not that i care like i don't we, i don't really care about that like i don't care if a like I'm not like an ally of like a female CEO, obviously, but you know what I mean. It's just like Sophie, don't kid yourself. You are a female CEO, basically, because mm. you're the you're the CEO. CEO. Of, you're the CEO. Of I'm Facebook the Network. CEO of of Kyo Epic. Jo- um, Sophie. Oh, Omonga. Sophie is the CEO of Joan of Arca. She's the CEO of mm. the relationship we have. We're both CEOs. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in charge. She's here. in charge. Yeah, she was. I am just. I'm. I'm an. I'm the. I'm the uh, assistant. <laughs> epic. Epic. So we're, yeah, we're, so we're a feminist relationship. I think so. We are a feminist. I give relationship. her the CEO. I give her the. C- I. Vo- I voted for her to be CEO. Yay. Anywho, speaking of interesting gender thingies, shall we discuss? Something that we had we had brought up last episode. Yes. So as a final little final fun last topic on the episode. Fun little thingy. We watched, in honor of watching My Policeman last week, we watched Brokeback Mountain, which is the cowboy version of My Policeman featuring Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. And it was Yay. really good. Kyle liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought he would. I thought he would. Yeah. Because when we were watching My Policeman, I'm like, okay, this this isn't horrible. This isn't amazing. It's it's an okay movie. But, um, I mean, like, I I believe that a lot of the themes explored in My Policeman had already been done and maybe were done better in Brokeback Mountain. So I wanted Kyle to watch it. He loves cowboys. He loves nature. So I thought this yeah. is great. It has it has LGBTQ stuff for me because I'm LGBTQ, and it has cowboys for Kyle. Maybe we can meet in the middle. Jake Gyllenhaal is other. a great actor because I love Donnie Darko. Yeah, I mean Kyle looks like him, so it was fun to yeah. see him be the yeah. Okay, anyway, um, so yeah, um, what did you think? Like based on like watching My Policeman and now watching this, because you you've told me that you haven't watched a ton of like gay gay movies. Yeah, so I guess my first thought was, oh, this is literally just My Policeman, but like I think in a better invite, like I I think cowboys are cooler than like British people, so I thought it was like just a better <laughs> that makes it more interesting. I love yeah, you're right. Like the the nature is super beautiful. I felt like it was really i didn't i understood i underestimated how sad it was going to be it was very sad in the same way extremely sad and i I left like okay so it's just a phenomenal movie even like if you just like take the you know lgbt stuff aside and just like think about like the plot in the movie it's just like a really heavy beautiful story uh but i remember watching and just like being like oh my god this feels so like real it feels so real like the acting is incredible and i i was like okay that famous scene where they're fighting yeah that was so good like like what's his name we could have had a real fucking good life together you know like and like i i wish i knew how to quit you like yeah that line i mean that scene is extremely famous yeah it felt good and for good reason it's really the acting is incredible they have great chemistry i think i think their relationship is extremely believable i loved heath ledger's like oh yeah that that was that was the cool thing and i'm sure like a a lot of people have already said his accent is like the yeah, his accent. Just like the 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 epic, intense contrast between like cowboys, which are like really a masculine figure. You know, you have like Heath Ledger, like 
time to trek up on the street over there you know like that kind of stuff like we're gonna have to eat some beans you know like real they're both trying to be real masculine and they have to like right. they have to like come to terms with their desire to like uphold that masculinity but then they're also gay yeah and the epic tent scene was a lot of fun. <laughs> I love that. That was a good one because it was like uh, I was like, okay, I know they're gay. When are they gonna kiss? <laughs> and then it went right. It went, it, it went and it happened quickly, and I I knew you weren't gonna see that coming. I did not. I thought they were gonna kiss, and they did a little bit more. They than didn't they, even. They didn't even kiss though. That's no. the thing. The first the first scene, the scene in question in the tent, they don't kiss because that's that's too gay you're right it's you're too right. gay they jump right it, into like kind of like that, rough and like they rough have a really ag- aggressive rough it's like it's basically they made it as masculine as they could yeah by making it like wrestling essentially mm-hmm. and sort of like rough housing mm-hmm. that was the only way they could express their feelings for each other at that point because to kiss is way more intimate and like mm. you're literally like looking at them and like you're engaging in like a, a deeply intimate thing and for them to do that at least at that point would be like inconceivable i think and i think that's why it was like that to preserve their masculinity and the next night or like the next time they're in the tent like they have like a very tender like kiss and stuff and i think they're able to process a little bit more but the whole the entire movie they're both struggling to maintain this illusion of machismo and masculinity which i bet all guys have to deal with to this day all the time if they're gay or not like gay or not you men have to deal with this they have to they do these acts they they're acting i think yeah me and the boys me and the boys are in the tents trying to maintain our masculinity by (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no, i don't no, that's no, not right. exactly no, what you're, I mean. No, 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 I just you're right, mean you're that. Right. Gays go. I, I mean, trolling. not gays. Like guys trolling. go through life. I know you were. Guys go through life acting. Yeah. To feel comfortable with themselves and to feel comfortable having friendships with other men. I think. I think that, and with women too. Like there are certain obligations that you you are told you have as a man, and one of my favorite things about this movie is just seeing them navigate that and like struggling to to maintain this illusion of masculinity but also they're like very real love for each other which challenges that that perception of masculinity but i mean they shouldn't be mutually exclusive i think it, you can be masculine and like men at the same time there's there's no question but i mean the the thesis of the movie really is like Look how tragic it is when we... Was that Romy meowing? Yeah, Romy. Come on, Romy. Hi, Romy. Come on, say hi. Okay, now she wants to... No. She wants... I guess she's okay. probably getting ready for dinner soon, but... Yes. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah, does... Like, look... The thesis of this film is, look at how tragic it is when we restrict people to these extremely rigid gender roles. Yeah. And we force people to marry and get in these heterosexual relationships when they don't want to be in them. Yeah. And they force these people apart because for this bullshit that's not even real. Yeah, and the thing is, is too, is like, I remember... Their love is completely natural. And I remember when we watched this movie, it was just like all this stuff now seems like so apparent and like 
obviously like it's such a tragedy that like i feel like anyone could click with this but it's crazy because like reading the wikipedia page for this movie like it was controversial you know like for for oh god this is a groundbreaking film. yeah for for you and me it's just like so clear like oh my god like it's so devastating that that, that homophobia is like tearing them apart but when this came out there was t- like this was literally on fox news like people on fox news were making fun of this film and criticizing it because it was promoting gay stuff people still make fun of it yeah people I- people it's a it's a joke movie but when you watch it it's it's deeply sad and and raw and serious film yeah so that's a good reminder if you ever want to think about um any any ways their society has progressed just watch this movie and just remember there was a point in time where the reaction to this movie was to 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 shame it for trying to promote promote gay stuff rather than to celebrate i think it's one of the best romance movies i've ever seen gay or straight i think it's a really good romance and I think for straight people who might not understand these, like they they learn about these things, they hear about it. But I think this puts straight people in an interesting position where they're like really like, f- not forced, but they're able to empathize and like really understand what it, it's like to be gay, especially in conditions like that. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, you know, like I said, I said it with uh, my policeman as well. It's just, it's, uh, you, you, it's, it's, it's traumatic for everybody involved everybody so um it's just a clear it's a very clear cut Every, everyone involved the women too the women who are in these relationships with men who can't love them yeah and i, I yeah and I, the acting was awesome like i already loved these actors and to see them both take the characters this, are so much are like likable too the character yeah. you care you really that was the feel big difference them. that was the big difference between this and my policeman was that you like the and characters. also their love story their love story is is actually developed and progressed and like yeah you you understand why they have feelings for each other whereas in my policeman it's kind of like oh look at these paintings and then like suddenly they're like being gay Mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like no. it's true there's a little bit more uh, this, there's there's such a contrast between this movie because i feel like yes the being a policeman is kind of masculine but the other guy is like very feminine in his interest in art and poetry and music and i feel like this movie is like ultra masculine like it's interesting yeah, yeah it's a, it's really cool um, it's really but cool. i think in this movie you're able to see why these two people love each other and like how they developed their relationship and like they go through like i mean i don't know what's more romantic than herding sheep in a mountain true mountains are romantic uh, yeah and the ending was really beautiful too it's really sad but really yeah. beautiful. yeah it no is, it was it, it was very very um very good. It's I'm I'm happy, Sophie. I'm happy you made me watch it because I'm glad you liked it. I really am. It's been on my watch list for a while. I, I've never gotten around to watching it. It's like it's like it's like a genre romance LGBT genres I like, but I would rather watch like a sci-fi horror film. So I just don't ever get. He's a straight to man, guy. You need you need you need a you need a bisexual girlfriend to sit your ass down and make <laughs> you listen to to Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> And now, now he knows. So today he I learned. And he learned. He today he learned. So so excellent movie. That's Thanks my for review. watching it. I'm glad you watched. I'm yes. glad you liked it. And I'm, I, encourage, I encourage everyone to listen. I mean, sorry. I encourage everyone to watch it. Yes, it's a it's classic. Great. And let's just say, movies. let's just say, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna see the tent scene. <laughs> You're going to want to grab some tissues. You're going to want to grab some tissues. You're going to want to grab some popcorn. And you're going to want to grab some beans. Because <laughs> there's beans in the Epic. movie. Epic. There it's, are beans in the movie. It's, it's beans core. It is bean. 
It is like small bean core. They're my small beans. It's literally cottage core. It, it is like it's like the gay version like instead of lesbian like it's the gay version of cottage core it's cowboy core. i person i personally cowboy core i personally f- that is, that is actually a thing by the way among gay guys oh okay like at least on tumblr oh, okay but anywho um sophie knows this stuff <laughs> i do know these things um i find this version of cottage core much more appealing um but you know as a lgbtq woman like a bisexual woman like i've definitely encountered cottage core stuff and i'm i'm not the biggest fan but i found this to be a lot more sincere and fun so epic yeah so do you think we're we're heading towards the end of the episode i think we're done with the episode we talked a lot about a lot this is a long one it's a long it's a long everyone for sticking with us but yeah and the news was heavy this week so yes it was a heavy a heavy news everyone needs to know about ash ketchum um becoming the world champion we're living in a different world now ever since that yeah they need to change it from like what b before ketchum b bk maybe ak oh like after ketchum oh yeah bk ak before like, ketchum b is the world champion after like the world the world has changed yeah so, so thanks for watching everybody listening listening thanks for listening thanks for thanks listening for watching while closing your eyes and imagining thanks for watching the time go by as you were listening <laughs> and with all that said this has been the news thanks for listening to base news network and we will see you next week base news network bye